The Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so happy to welcome you in. Hello! It's Justin Monorail back again for another week here in the Passholder Lounge. I am so happy that you're here, whether this is your first time or your twelfth time. You are all hashtag monorail fam. Your loungers, get used to it. And today we've got another good episode on tap, so to speak, for you. Before we get there, in the interest of equal time, last week I featured a special hurricane-themed drink from the Disney property. And you know what I should have done? I should have also featured a hurricane-themed drink from the Universal property, at least. So I'm going to mention it right now. At CityWalk, if you find yourself at CityWalk in Universal Orlando, you can go to Fat Tuesday and get yourself a Cat 5 Hurricane. They have one, too. It's frozen. It's a frozen drink. Who out there doesn't love a hurricane, to be honest? I'll tell you a little story. Probably incriminating myself or just embarrassing myself either way we'll chat about it so when i turned 21 i decided that i was going to celebrate by buying myself a bottle of malibu rum and so i did and at that time there was a hurricane mixture some sort of a pre-mixed powdery substance that i could buy from my local grocer I found out that that stuff was actually very delicious. If you followed the directions and used Malibu rum specifically, I it didn't tell you to use Malibu rum. I did that. That was my own special twist on the recipe because I was getting fancy at 21. It was quite a delicious little hurricane drink. And I didn't drink it frozen. I would usually drink it on the rocks, but you could drink it frozen. And either way, it was a tasty treat. Now, here's the problem. I don't know what that mixture was called. I have never seen it again. I know it came in like a, what I remember is some sort of an aluminum packet or tin foil. I don't know what it was. It was silvery. It was a packet. It was powder and it was a hurricane mix. This is my call to you, hashtag monorail fam. Do you know what I'm talking about? And if so, can you tell me on the Twitters or email me or, or wherever? Somehow get in touch with me. Tell me what it is. Tell me where I can find it. I'd love to find it. Until then, I'm going to sit here and wait for you to do that. And while I wait for you, I'm going to fill the time by listening to today's episode. We've got a good one for you. Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic are here in the lounge to hang out, to chat, to enjoy some drinks, and to just mainly socialize and have a good time. And I want you all to be a part of that. So let's get into it right now. Episode 12, Jeremy and Rhonda, baby. Let's do it. There it is. Guys, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the Passholder Lounge. Thank we, you. We are pumped to be here. And I got to say, Justin, um, I'm so glad that you're back and you're doing podcasts again. Like, super excited because you are a star. You're outstanding. And I know that uh, everybody's going to love this. So, oh, super happy to see you back, man. Well, thank you so much. That. Honestly, that means a lot because I respect what you all do so much as podcasters and creators. I mean, I feel like uh, it's a very high compliment, so I really do appreciate that. But Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm I'm glad we're doing this uh, now. Just to give you a heads up, as we have our conversation, this episode is going to be episode 12 of the show. It's going to be the first episode of October. So Ooh. by the time this comes out. We will have experienced Halloween Horror Nights. 
I know and your yes. 40th birthday. And my heard. 40th birthday. That's yes. true. I didn't. I mean, let's downplay that just a little bit because we don't need to mention that. So you're much. young. You got us by a, a couple of years. But that's a good big birthday. We got to celebrate, man. We are. Oh, and we're going to. And actually, I honestly, I it does not bother me turning th- 40. I was almost at 30. Wow. <laughs> I really am in dreamland over here. Um, but no, it, it like eight, the whole like age number thing that has never really been an issue to me. I like to act like it's a big deal, but it's not. I'm excited. This is this is like the first milestone birthday that I feel like I really want to make a big deal out of because it yeah. feels like, bam, this is like right in smack dab. Well, hopefully not right smack dab in the middle. I'd like it to be, <laughs> you know, a little bit maybe, under, <laughs> maybe a little under halfway, but you know, it's kind of the halfway mark. So I'm excited. It's going to yeah. be fun or it was fun. We had a great time. <laughs> we had, it was the best time ever. Well, that's so funny. Like we were um, messaging earlier and I, I had seen your invite for your big 40th at Halloween Horror Nights, and I was—I I think I had maybe hit maybe, or I just was looking at it, and the date didn't register in my mind. And then as we're coming down to plan our Halloween Horror Nights in September, we have a very busy September, and I'm like, uh, man, we got to do September 9th. Like, it's the only one we can do. <laughs> and for some reason, I all of a sudden today was like, wait, that sounds familiar. And I went up <laughs> and looked up your invite, and I was like, Rhonda, we were at Costco, yeah. and I'm like, Rhonda. That's Justin's 40th. We're going to be there. Yeah. So we're going to book the room in the next day or two. We have a cool group coming. You obviously have an awesome group coming. Um, so it already was a blast. As we said, we, it was. So much fun. <laughs> we, we lived it up. Um, actually, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I, I think um, when I met you guys in Epcot this last time we were walking around and I just, I, yeah. I mentioned that, you know, I was doing my birthday and, in, in, uh, at Halloween horror nights and um, I was like, I don't know why I haven't already sent you all the invites. So I went ahead and, and sent it to you. Yeah. But you'd, you'd been sitting in that maybe column for a long time, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I didn't no. know how it was going to turn out, I'm but I was nervous. Yes, yes, yeah. we will be there. Yeah. So we will we will book the room in the next day or two, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to stay at Cabana Bay. We've got yep. a good group of friends coming. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast. You might have to hold my hand once or twice. Oh, but happy to do it. And I don't go I, for the houses. Yeah. Oh, you don't do the houses at all? I mean, we did a couple last year. Only because it was Beetlejuice. And then I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I walked through with my head down <laughs> underneath, like my friend's behind my friend's back. Like I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't. So our friend, our good friend, Steve, uh, he's a cast member at Scat uh, Cats Club right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> used to be at Three Bridges working the bar. Uh, he came with us last year. And he basically held our daughter, Lacey, who's 12 years old now, like held her hand through everything. And this year we're like, Lacey, will you do, you know, HHN again? And she's like, only if Steve comes. Oh, and I'm like, and, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just chop liver. Nobody cares about me, but that's <laughs> cool. So Steve's coming. So he's actually him and his, I think he's 15 year old. His son is going to, we're all going to get a family suite at Cabana bay and um i'm pretty sure that's probably who you were hiding behind last no, year it was right? rob it was rob okay it was rob. so and they'll be with us as well yep. but nobody cares about me nobody wants me to protect them which is obvious well because i'm were, looking for protection you were behind me rob was in front of me so then i was like this like holding on to rob and then at one point i was like 
trying to grab you. Like, please protect me. Protection on all sides. I don't like this. You got to form like a, like a cube. Yeah. You you have to. And now there's the, now that we're done with like, we're way out of COVID. I feel like they are going to to be all out. Scare the crap out of us. Well, it was funny because, okay. So until last year, I've been a pretty big chicken when it comes to haunted houses. And, and, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they terrify me. I get so anxious. I don't want, like, I don't want the jump scares. I don't want people in my face. I don't like, I just, (laughs) it's too much. Like it's overwhelming to me. Um, but last year I went with such a good group to Halloween horror nights and I had so much fun. And of course there may have been a few, uh, you know, liquid encouragements consumed uh, prior and throughout the night. Uh, but I had such a good time that by the end of the night, I was like, I'll lead. I don't care. Yeah. Send me in first. And I was I was going through. And then we did Hallow Hallow Scream a couple nights later. And it was that's a small world. it was a smaller group. Did you do Hallow Scream last year? No, we have not. Okay. Sea World, right? Yeah, it is at SeaWorld. Okay. A big difference there is there's no conga line through the houses. They pulse the groups. So essentially what that means <laughs> is you are gonna get every scare when you go Ooh, in the house. Okay. And so we went through a couple and again, it took me a second to kind of get my haunted house legs underneath me. But once we were going and there were only four, I think last year, um, but halfway through the night, we went back to revisit one of the houses we had already done. And I was like, sure, I'll lead this time. So I get out in front. They, they tell us to go. By the time I get in the second room, I turn around. My group is not behind me. I'm totally <laughs> alone. And I was oh like, what is no. happening? So <laughs> I, and I actually stopped and waited. They didn't show up. So I ended up walking through the whole house by myself. And let me just tell you at SeaWorld, because they don't have the budget for like the sets and special effects and all that stuff. It's much more about the scare actors in the house. I bet. And they were very interactive with me as I walked through by myself. Wow. It was something. Oh yeah. (laughs) But, but then I was like, but then once it was done, I was like, you know, it doesn't, what am I going to do? That's going to be worse than what I just did. Right. You know, like I'm going to be with typically walking with groups. So I feel like I leveled up quite a bit. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, and I know this already happened. I'm so excited to be going back there um, this year. And, and I think one of the big things that I'm excited about is our group this year. It's a different group. Some of the same people, but there are going to be some new people. We're about half and half in terms of those that are excited and those that are totally terrified. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to be on the other side of that this year and be like a pr- a protector, you yeah. know, in, in this Fine. case. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and what you said I think perfectly if you're going to experience Halloween Horror Nights and you're not so sure about it is a good group. Yeah. And that's the only reason I loved it last year cuz I'm same as you. Yeah. I don't I don't like I don't like gore, I don't like horror, I don't like jump scares. And I had an absolute blast because of the fact that we had an incredible group. So if you're on the fence about going, definitely get yourself a big group of good friends. And like you said, half and half, half of the people love it. Half of the people aren't so sure. Uh, Scare zones were amazing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited and even more excited. Now we're going to get to link up with you and your whole crew for your, your uh, 30th birthday <laughs> 30th yeah <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great but Rhonda, i i'm sure you experienced this even though you only did a, a it sounds like just a couple houses last year yeah um, only two, only two. but but 
when because that's exactly how I went in. Because uh, the first house we did was the Haunting of Hill House. That was the first one we did. I am practically about to pee my pants, like anxious, <laughs> like scared. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have my friend theme park. Rob's going to be right in front of me. Skipper Bob's going to be behind me. I've got a meat shield. It'll be fine. <laughs> but the scare actors look for that. Oh, they're, look, they're, they're looking for that person that's, yeah. you know, hiding in the middle. And so then you get targeted. I didn't realize, but that absolutely happened. Um, so that was quite a way to start it. But, but I think it's, it's such a good point. Like, Go with a good group that you can experience it yeah. with. That, that's going to be hyped and and like really into it, and and it really does change it. So party up if you can. I, I, not everybody has that luxury, um, I know, but like if 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 you can, or watch out for meetups because people do these meetups in the parks too, oh, yeah. and they're like, you know, we're, we're looking for people who want to run houses. Let's go do it. If you're on social media, you can find groups like that. So for that's sure, cool. yeah, definitely, yeah. So, anyways. Um, yeah, good good times are are ahead of us and also behind us. <laughs> um, but I so first of all, I would have you guys on the show any any time that you wanted to. I mean, the Passholder Lounge is sort of like a, a an open door policy in terms of the people that get to join the show. So this is not going to be the last time that that I invite you all on. Just be aware of that. But <laughs> but. Uh, for today, I thought it might be kind of fun because both of us, have, all three of us, we've been doing this for a little while now. And, and I think maybe you all probably longer than, than me in terms of Disney podcasting, for sure. How, how long have you been doing Main Street Magic? Uh, five years. <clears throat> Actually, yeah. it was August, August 8th of 2017 was our first episode. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you, get, you, had a, you got a, a year on me then. Yeah. Um, but... What, what I kind of was started started thinking about in, in terms of things that we could talk about was was just what it's like to experience the parks, especially now. Now that now that it's it's become you've been doing it for five years, it's it's sort of part of like your DNA now, you know, being a, a Disney creator. So what is it like to go to the parks now and still find a way to balance the the creator side of your brain and then also the enthusiastic I'm here for the magic and trying to have fun side of your brain. Because honestly, I have trouble sometimes switching that off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, what, what, what do you do? What do you do to kind of keep yourself um, balanced? Let's say it's, um, you know, it's hard. And, and I just want to preface this entire conversation with like, we're not, we're not going to say anything where we want to be like, Oh, you should feel bad for us. No, like we, we have, we have to work while we're at Disney. Like none of that. Like we are so thankful. We are so blessed in the opportunity to go to Disney, you know, a lot. Um, we're not as local as you are. We're about two hours away, but we get to go about every three weeks in general. Um, and we get to experience a lot of really, really amazing things, but it is balanced with, figuring out how do you create and how do you get content while also enjoying yourself where it doesn't feel like a job. Right. And I try to like compare it to, um, a, a, a rock band or, you know, a musician or an actor or something like, yeah, you know, so do I, right. Like, I mean, you know, you, you look at a band that ha they have to get on stage every night and mm -hmm. play a show. And it might be easy as an audience member to look at them and go, how cool is that? 
these these guys or gals are having the time of their life. That's awesome, but they're working. Right. And I think that's the hard balance is figuring out how to enjoy yourself while also getting content. And again, I don't want like, I'm not trying to make it be like anybody like, oh, feel bad for us. We had to take photos of food. No, that's awesome. Well, it's funny because being a hairdresser and when I tell people what I, I mean, because I do that three days for 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because then a lot of people have asked, A, why I work that quote unquote short time, which <laughs> three 12 hour days, <laughs> not, not short. that short. No. But um, then when I'm off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now Sunday, it's nice because we we can like go to Disney, we can do things and it's easier. And I have had clients be like, Oh, that must be hard. And I'm like, well, yeah, think of like an actor or an actress. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they, they might love their job. I am a hairdresser. I love my job, but sometimes, you know, getting home on a Monday night at nine, eight, nine PM and having to be back at work at eight 30 AM where I feel like I should just sleep at my job. I still love it, but it's still a job. It's yeah. still hard. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then for her, you know, Thursday, then we record on Thursdays mm-hmm. and then we record on Sundays because we put out two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best example I can give in a sense, and again, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm trying to present it in a way where again, it doesn't sound like. You know what I mean? Like, I, again, I like think, you're trying to get pity. I, I, right. I think you're in a safe place no, here. I don't think people okay. are going to judge that. But I also think at sometimes like, no, you're not trying to get pity or whatever, but you're just trying to like say, Hey, this is still a job. I think some people completely understand. And then you'll just have some people that will never understand. Never understand. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah. You're going to Disney again. That must be nice. I'm like, it is. It's really freaking awesome. Yeah. But, Here's the deal. And and I know we kind of um, texted about this. So two weeks ago, uh, we went down and we were going with our friends to the uh, Halloween party and we were at Coronado Springs and we were very, very fortunate to get to an, an incredible upgrade. Um, oh. We got into a deluxe suite in Grand Testino Tower and we got Kronos Club access. And there is such a fine line between saying, let's enjoy this. We're here with our friends. And all we want to do is just set everything aside and enjoy this for ourselves. But then it's like, yeah, but we got to take some photos. Right. We got to document it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think how often are you going to have that opportunity? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, how do, how do you balance that same thing? Cause you're in the parks a lot. and, And, and I love the fact that I'll see you. Like it might be a Thursday afternoon or something. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm in animal kingdom doing this. And I'm like, that's awesome. He gets to go do that, but you're also getting content. Yeah. Um, so I will say I struggled more with it in the morning monorail days. Um, yeah. I, because I was really focused on, I would look at things from the, from the perspective of what content can I create from this? A lot of times now, one thing I have avoided is trying to be part of like first culture because yes. I feel like that is just, a miserable chase and there's so many people that are going to be the first people to put out like oh i rode guardians first oh i right. saw you know oh talking about halloween horror nights right. i i was there on night one and did all the house like 
There's so many people doing that. Okay, let them do that. Right. I want to. I've always sort of tried to approach it from. I would rather rather than go in and experience something first. I want to go and experience things and tell people like, you know, here's how here's how I do it. It's not necessarily, you know, and, and I I've also tried to be pretty genuine about like I'm going to give you the good and the bad, and you know, um, and but this this is like something that um, you know any anybody can do, and you don't have to be the first person in line or or whatever. So it's more of like a a more common experience for people because most people who go to the parks aren't experiencing these day one type experiences and things. Yeah. So, um, so, so I try to do that, but like, I really did, I, I did struggle with that quite a bit because back in those days too, I was doing a lot of video. Um, we had started the Patreon and I was trying to create more content for the Patreon and all that. Now I, I think one of the things in the, in the new era of my content creation that I definitely try to do is I might have like a specific thing that I want to capture or um, maybe comment on or share while I'm in the parks. But otherwise I'm there and I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to put my phone down and I'm just going to enjoy this for a little while. And, I, and I'm trying to really focus now on the, the podcast so that, yeah, I'll, I'll share some selfies and I might say, Hey, I'm here doing this today or whatever, but I want to absorb as much as I can of the experience and, and, and enjoy it from a, a fan's perspective so that like when I do the show, I can talk about it that way. Yeah. So that's, it's, it, I've had to force myself to compartmentalize more. Um, and I know like, it, it's exactly what you're saying. Like I, I, while I'm saying all this stuff, I feel self-conscious about people like, Oh, you get to go to the parks and do all right. this stuff. Um, and, and it is cool. Like you said, it's, it's great. I feel extremely blessed that I'm able to spend as much time in the parks as I do. Um, but you also, you do feel this obligation to the people that you create the content for 100%. to, to yeah. continue to, to find those things and put out that content and, and, you know, give them value uh, for, for being a follower or a listener or whatever it is. So um, yeah, I, I don't, and, and I don't even know if now I, I do it right. I'm hoping that maybe for me anyway. And, and, and when I say right, I mean the right balance for myself because I think right's different for everybody. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you all, because I, I know that while you're in the parks, you do, you, you know, you, you're on your, you'll update your Instagram, your, your Twitter, and, you know, you do some things. Um, you'll do some uh, Instagram stories and different things like that. Um, so how do you approach it? Is it, is it really like, um, do you, do you go with a specific goal in mind of these are the things we want to capture and then you throw in some things or, or how do you, how do you go about like creating your content while you're in the parks? Um, I don't know still <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still figuring it out. And as you start to, <clears throat> the hardest part is there's so many avenues of social media, you know, like, I mean, we, I'm trying to figure out a way to separate like here's what goes to our patreon group here's what goes to our facebook group here's what goes to instagram here's what goes to twitter here's mm -hmm. what goes to you know tiktok like it's so hard to figure out all those different avenues and they're all so different and we're getting older like we don't i don't understand tiktok i'll be <laughs> one we we're in there we're dabbling um, I'm getting a better hold of things like Instagram. Uh, our, our feel like our main core is really within our Facebook community. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy's more on that aspect of Twitter and Insta and 
TikTok and, you know, all those social media platforms. And I feel like I'm the one who's like kind of in like a little bit, maybe in Facebook, mo- more in our Patreon group with mm-hmm. Wonderland crew. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, we have to, I have to work. We have to, we have to go live. We have to do this. But then there's times you're where amazing at you're absolutely, she is the foundation <laughs> to our Patreon group. Well, thanks. But there's a lot of times where when we go to a park, depending on where we're going, let's say we're just going to Epcot and we're like, okay, well, we're going to go walk around. We're going to go do this. And we might get a new food and wine thing. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, I have to work for the food and wine, but we've already done all this other stuff. And there, that's when I go, all right, that's when I take a step back mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my husband. I'm going to enjoy if we're with friends, if we're with you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy Justin. We're just, we're going to hang out and we're going to maybe get a drink somewhere that we've already gotten before that we don't need to do. We don't need to live. We don't need to share. We don't need to do anything. We're just in the park. So that's when I try to like, when we start a day and we're like, all right, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I'm like, okay, we've, we've done that. So I don't have to work here. I don't have to work there. Okay. This one need to work. And that's, I think how I yeah. approach it. Yeah. That makes total sense. So, yeah, it's, it, it is such a balance. And again, it's, it's so much fun. Like we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're so thankful for all of it that we get to do this and we get to go into parks and all that. And again, for us, you know, her working so much and, and um, you know, you still want to find again, like, how can you enjoy it? But how can you also give content? Because we want to continue to grow. We, I mean, I can't even believe what we've been able to accomplish in five years of just building an awesome community and connecting with people like you and everybody else that you've already had on this new show. I mean, you've had some incredible guests. Um, and it's to me, that's the biggest thing is connecting and building a community and growing and helping people. And at any time, you know, I've never come back from a trip and been like, I wish we hadn't done content that day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, never taken away from us. Oh, of course. It it definitely is like it adds on and you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to stop. We're going to take a picture of this food or, and, and all our friends are getting to know it now. Like they come with us and we're like, you, you know, you can't eat that until I take a photo of it. Right. <laughs> and they're all like, that's, that's right. cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and when we take the photo or we ask them to take the photo and send it's it nice to us when we have friends that are like, Oh yeah, wait, I need one too. Like they're, they, yeah, they're, they do it as well. Yeah. Whatever that well they have. Yeah. What I think, and I'll, um, again, this will be in the past, but I'm looking towards the future. We're going uh, Labor Day weekend. We're going down to Disney. We've got a great big group of friends going, and we have dinner for 10 of us at Topolinos. Oh. uh, Labor Day weekend, that Saturday night. Fantastic. And I'm already sitting back going, and again, there's no pity involved in this. It's just the way that my brain works. Mm -hmm. I'm going, all right, I'm going to let the other nine people order their meal. And whatever has not been ordered, I'm going to order. Yeah. And so that we can have as much content as we can Mm -hmm. and talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll even, we're doing the Disney wish in September 
Um, and we've got a bunch of friends going on that and we're going to have an episode where, you know, we'll have them all on and give us their experience. So we're so thankful and fortunate that our friends that, you know, we have met through this journey, um, are able to give their experiences and, and, and help us with content as well. I mean, same thing here, you know, you and I, Rhonda and I, and you and all let's trade content as much as we can. Yeah. And I think building this community is absolutely it, it. When we started this, I just didn't expect that. I, I just yeah. thought I had podcasted. I d- produced podcasts for my brother and we were getting questions about going to Disney. I was like, well, let's start a podcast, but I never expected what would come out of it. Like us sitting down with you right now as a friend and a colleague, just talking Disney, like, that part to me still blows my mind and I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh yeah, this is a this is a mutual feeling. I mean, actually it's a it's a big catalyst for why I ended up, you know, finally coming back and saying I I got to get back into it and and it actually helped shape what this show was going to be because I wanted to yes, I want to create content and I want to be part of the community. But that's the big that's the main piece of it for me is is the connections that I've made through this Disney creator community. And and I wanted to be able to facilitate that and grow that. And that's sort of what I'm hoping this show will do even more than my prior show did. Yeah. And, you know, and and yeah, I mean, I absolutely would say the biggest surprise and the biggest joy of doing the morning monorail podcast were the people that we connected with through that show for 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, when you're so genuine and this is what I love about this new show you've created is this is uh, our favorite things. Just sit around with friends and talk about Disney with no agenda. And I know we had a slight agenda. We're like, Hey, let's talk creator versus enjoying whatever. But we launched right into just, it was like we were seriously sitting in a park with you or we met at Nomad Lounge or something or Tambu. Yeah. And we were just like, hey, what's up, man? How you been? Oh, you're going to Halloween Horror Nights? Awesome. We are yeah. too. Let's just talk about it. And I think having the opportunity to turn on the mic for just genuine conversations is genius. So kudos to you for coming up with this idea. I'm like, I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't think of it because this is brilliant. I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Thank you, Jeremy. I I do appreciate that. Um, and I, I hope people are getting as much from it because I almost feel a little bit selfish. I feel like this is like a vanity project. Like this is just what I want to do. Yeah. I want to sit with my friends. I want to have drinks. And by the way, I didn't mention I am having high noon vodka and soda pineapple tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of them in the hole over here, but um, have drinks and just chat about stuff that we are passionate about mm-hmm. stuff that you know, mutual interests and let's go on tangents. Let's just connect and, and talk about things. And, and I'm having a great time and I really do hope that it translates to the listener as well. Oh yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of the main goal, but I, I wanted to, when you were talking about, um, you said after you get back from trips where you've created content, you never really feel like you are like, Oh, I, I, you don't regret ever, you know, creating the content that you do. Yeah. Do you ever start to feel a feeling of obligation at yeah. all? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. I mean, do do you agree? Like, I, I again, I'm just looking at yeah. you know Topolinos next weekend. I will feel an obligation, and we we've got a we've got a group again, a group of ten. Um, the crazy thing again is 
every single one of these people that is in this group of 10, we have met through doing this podcast, mm-hmm. which blows my mind, which yeah. is, um, is absolutely incredible. But do you feel that there's going to be a need to report or do you think you, we could literally shut everything down for the one, two hours that we sit at this dinner and not take a picture or do you feel obligated that we have to, and we could only then convey it on a review episode? Like, do you think we could shut it down or what? Um, I don't know. And, and, and when we say we have, we feel an obligation and, and I hope I'm speaking for both of us, but um, an obligation, I, I do feel it, but that's the same thing as when I go to do hair. Mm. Like, Yes, I feel an obligation to when, you know, you walk in the door. I'm like, hey, Justin, how are you? Come on back. And then, you know, you sit down. Are we doing the same thing or, you know, and then I'm like, what's going on? How are you? What? And, and that's as I'm still doing your hair this whole time. Mm-hmm. That is my obligation to do your hair. But to also like you know, check on you and see how you're doing and let's talk and have a conversation. And, and I think that's, that's where I feel the obligation where it almost, it's, it almost sounds bad, unfortunately with, you know, reporting and doing all this stuff, but I I do feel it, but it's a good obligation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it does. Actually, it really does. Because I was just thinking about how being a hairdresser, like part of that, a big part of that is really connecting with your client, mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. what, you know, not, not, not just, you know, what they want with their hair, but understanding kind of like what's going on with their life too. Because <laughs> like uh, it, I think hairdressers, like that whole experience is, it's a big part of like a community. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I would say that what, you all do. And and then what I do to a, a lesser extent is, is the same sort of thing. Like I, I understand like the good obligation thing, because as you were saying that it totally makes sense to be like, well, but I have all these, it's not just, it's not consumers. They're my friends yeah. that right. I'm reporting to. Correct. And I want to share this experience with them. Yeah. So yeah, that totally makes sense. I, you you opened my my mind on that one, Rhonda. <laughs> Me too. Like, well, obligation <laughs> is one of those words that has a negative connotation right. normally. But you're right. right; it can be a good obligation. Yeah, and I'm not negative. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're the sunshine in this this whole thing. And no, you're right. Wow, I always that, try to find the good in everything. That is, I love that though. So, and good obligation, obligation sounds like it does. It sounds negative, but and this is not what we're doing. Like anything is, and like I said about to when clients are like oh you have to go to disney it's you know i mean okay like and that's where i want to come back and go do you love your job what do you do yeah do you love your job well a lot of people don't don't (laughs) that is true but some people do and then that's where they kind of go oh yeah i think oh okay yeah that's true It's yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes to get people to understand that's what we're doing, but I, oh my goodness. I love that fact of good (laughs) obligation, good obligation. I feel like we need to, we need to create a new term for that. What is it? What is a good obligation? It's, I was going to say commitment, but commitment also sort of sounds that always sounds negative. It sounds like a responsibility. It's 
Yeah. But it so, is a responsibility, but is a respons- responsibly responsibly good. No, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna workshop this. We're, We're gonna, gonna workshop this totally. It's yeah. gonna be a shirt. It yeah, will be exactly. a shirt. But it's but it's it's true. Like, you know, for us, if you know, again, I'll I'll just go back to Topolino's and I know I sound like a you know broken, broken record, record keeping on saying that, but mm-hmm. you know, if we can go to Topolino's with this big group and let's just say everybody ordered a separate entree, we had 10 entrees and we had five appetizers and we got five desserts, whatever, and we share this experience. For us, nothing is better than somebody then responding or reaching out Mm -hmm. on social media or leaving a review on iTunes that says like, thank y'all for your review of Topolinos. We were maybe on the fence about booking it. Um, We did. We kept it. And, you know, we ate this item or we experienced this thing and it made our vacation better. Oh, yeah. Our whole thing is and this is very just a blanket statement because it's not a hundred percent true is we would rather spend our money to help you save yours if Mm -hmm. it's possible you know we would rather spend money to go to uh mickey's not so scary if it helps you get more value out of your money because you decided to go because of our review or if you decided to cancel because of our review and not that we are like our review is right (laughs) But if you listen to our show long enough, you're going to learn about us and you're going to understand what we like and don't like. And for example, if I tell you not to go to a place because it has pickles on the menu (laughs) and you've listened to the show, you're going to be like, well, I love pickles. Jeremy hates them at this place. I'm I'm going to go because he hates them. (laughs) That's right. That type of thing. And I, I, you know, I, I really appreciate reviews where people just go, you know, hey, we like listening to you and it's. You're fun and blah, blah, blah. But nothing is better than somebody saying like, you made our vacation better oh, yeah. or you helped save yeah. us money because we're so fortunate that we get to go as often as we do and we live close and we can make this thing happen. Yeah. Um, all we want to do is make somebody's once in a year trip or once in a lifetime trip better in any way that we can Absolutely. that is the best thing ever you know do, do we want this to succeed in other ways of course we do number one goal for us is to help people have a better vacation and yeah. we always felt as long as we keep that in mind everything else just falls into place i don't care what comes after you know um that's number one we we go to disney because we love it but we also want to help people and not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to go or afford to go and things like that. And so if we can help you out, I mean, number one, right? Like that's what we yeah. want to do. We just want to help people. Yeah. It's a noble goal. And, and it, I mean, when you do think about it in terms of the fact that you've got a lot of people who listen to the show that maybe it is there once a year, once every two, three, four years, however long. And, you know, it, it does add, add an, a different kind of lens to what we do, right? Yeah. Like thinking about, well, we're, we get the opportunity to experience a lot of different things, which is great. We're going to experience the good and the bad. And hopefully what we can help you do is find the good stuff. Now, you got to balance that with the fact that we all have different tastes. Yeah. Right. right. And I think you all do a great job of, of being genuine and honest with the reviews that you do and the advice that you give. And that's something that I think people appreciate about Main Street Magic. So, um, but like you said, like we know Jeremy doesn't like pickles. I got to tell you, Jeremy, I think it's really <laughs> funny because 
I think you and I, when it comes to entertainment, I think we have almost exactly opposite taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like there's because there's stuff that you would say is like your favorite thing. I'll see you say it on Twitter. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, does this change my opinion of Jeremy? I, I don't know. That. I love but, that. But it's like, but but it it really comes down to I always say your least favorite thing is someone's favorite thing. Yeah. 100%. And and it's so true. This this applies to Disney um like to the nth degree because there are people like I know that there are plenty of people out there who would say, well, I was one of them. I I'll, I'll, I'll use myself an exa- as an example. Primeval World was was the absolute worst attraction that I've ever been on. I'm glad it's gone. I dance on its grave. But I have <laughs> I have friends who loved that attraction. And yeah. it was like one of their favorite things to do in Animal Kingdom. So you know, it's an inexact science, but if you get to know the people that you're listening to, I guess, and that you're getting the advice from, then you start to know, oh, well, Justin gets motion sick easy. Of course, he's not going to like primeval world. <laughs> and, and that's the biggest thing is the why. Yeah, it, it's it's one thing. It's one thing to go um, primeval world, which I, I did not care for. It's one thing to say that ride sucked. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to say, I didn't care for that ride because yeah. it did this to me same thing um i i would never go the pickles at this place sucked i would say <laughs> i don't like pickles i don't like therefore pickles. i don't eat them but then Rhonda <laughs> can come on the other side and go she likes pickles and she liked them because of this so i think that's a big thing and we've always said there's a big difference between being negative and being honest yeah and i think too often it's so easy to be negative yeah as opposed to being honest oh and yeah everybody wants to, to make everybody wants to have a hot take i know That's, you know they're like i'm just gonna post my hot take out there and go viral and i yep. i have that's another thing like i don't like first culture i don't like hot take culture yeah um you know because because again i and i get i think this is just it's something that has changed about me definitely as i've matured in life is that i try really hard not to say this thing sucks i try to say yeah. i i personally don't like this thing yeah yep. yeah that's the perfect way to do it yep. and, and and for us too like we'll you know i i agree with the the being the first culture um now we i, I will say we have been the first at a lot of things but it was not to be the first. It was to show people what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then we will go consecutive days after to show what the real world is like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, again, we've, we've been in a lot of openings of things, but mm-hmm. like, okay. Cosmic rewind. Most recently, uh, we were there for opening day. Um, now that was very different because it wasn't one of these galaxy's edge to show up at 3 a.m. Getting a long line. <laughs> I kind of missed, missed it. I know that. No, hey, so I. Look, I, as much as I'm talking about not being first, I was there on day one with you all on. Oh on yeah. That's right. Incredible. Day. Right. It yeah. Was. That was, that was an experience. Yeah. yeah it was. But, it, but again, I feel like for all of us, that was much more of a, let's show you what it looks like as opposed to we're the first. Yeah. No, I know. And by the way, I'm not. I wasn't coming after you all when I said. Oh no, 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 no! I know that. I hope you know that. Yeah. No, of course. But but that's where we all go. Maybe the third day, and the sixth day, and a month after, and and continue to go. This is what it looks like for the real guest. Yeah. And I think that's pretty important too. Um, I I definitely do have FOMO. 
like sure. 100%. You know, I remember waking up on the morning of Cosmic Rewind and just thinking, if I don't get to ride this today, I might literally die. <laughs> and, and it was just me. It's my own little thing. It's not because I wanted to show anyone or I wanted to be first or whatever. It was just like, I, I got to get on this. Yeah. I got to get I on know. it. And so we were successful. We we did good that weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I hope we do good next weekend. We just now we're there Friday through Sunday next weekend, Labor Day weekend, and yeah. we just book Epcot every single day <laughs> just for a chance at Cosmic Rewind. Are you like are you like that now? Like what is your what is your go to park in like knowing that you can hop? I mean, um, so just just on a on a day where I'm like, oh, I've got a park day. I think I'm going to go here. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I've actually realized, I mean, Animal Kingdom is one of the first ones I always think about. If, if I'm just going to go do a park day and hang out, um, Animal Kingdom is one of my go-tos because if I can get time at Nomad, that's a yeah. good day. Oh, oh yeah, buddy. True that. You know? <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it sort of depends Right now, I have been leaning a little more towards Epcot because of the chance of getting the Cosmic Rewind uh, yeah. lottery. Um, Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are usually a little lower on the list lately. And, and part of that is because of the change with Rise of the Resistance to Lightning Lane, Genie yeah. Plus, or you know your, your only options that are standby. I, I know there's all these varying opinions on virtual queues and all that. I never had an issue getting rise of the resistance. I pretty much, I think I only missed it once in all the times yep. I tried to get it. Same. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Very, and I, and I realize other people aren't, aren't, you know, as fortunate and, and really if it was their one day and they didn't get it, that, you know, is going to screw up their whole Hollywood studios day. But I had no problem with the virtual queue. And now, but now that that's sort of off the table and it's been so busy, all summer that I know I, I know I can't go ride Tower of Terror most days because the wait is 45 minutes or more, you know, what I, and again, <laughs> spoiled as a local, my, my limit in queues is getting to the point where it's like 20 minutes. Yep. I might not go over 20 minutes because I can go get a drink somewhere. I can go to baseline or I can go, yes. you know, you know, I can Love go do it. that instead of standing in line. But anyways, um, yeah, so Animal Kingdom and then Epcot, um, beca- because Cosmic Rewind has started to put its its finger on the on the scales a little bit yep. for me. But I, I, but still, I've only done it once. Oh wow! Oh, wow, uh, that's yeah. surprising. But yeah. I was just gonna say, all right, Justin, how close are you to Walt Disney World? So from home, I'm 45 minutes. Nice. Okay. So with that being said, how do you feel? Because again. Like you want content, you want stuff, you want to maybe just go to the parks and just, I don't know, sometimes maybe just walk around and go in this store and go, oh, look, this is brand new. Yeah. How do you feel of now being a pass holder and you can't just go, I'm going today. You have to go, okay, I have to go on my app and then you can't go, I'm going to go tomorrow and the next Mm. day. You can't book out. You're Mm. just like. I mean, you pretty much, and correct me if I'm wrong, have to like go, let me wake up and go, okay, because let's just say you're you're booked for your pass holder. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not staying on property, then you're booked. And then you're like, all right, well, I just used one yesterday. So now I have to wake up and go, can I get a yeah. 
park reservation. How, yeah, how's the how's how the last minute? Have you? you had issues waking up one morning going, "Hey, you know what? I want to go to Epcot today," and not gotten availability? Or you know, it was a it was a bigger problem m- like six to eight months ago. Okay, it's it's gotten so much better, and I think it's because you know, of course, Disney's up capacity in the parks yeah. mm-hmm. um, across the board, which has helped things, and, but it's it's gotten easier. Okay, I would say. Nowadays, save for holiday weekends or just really, really busy weekends in the parks, most of the time, even if it's like noon, one, two o'clock, I could still get a park pass for like Epcot or whatever it may be on the same day. Typically, not every day because some days are booked. But um, yeah, it, it, it really has changed because... I mean, we didn't get it. We didn't get a ton of time because we only we've only been living in Central Florida since June of 2019. So we didn't get a ton of time uh, pre-pandemic to experience this. But but I, I guess actually the funny thing to say is, I guess I've been a Disney pass holder in the pandemic era longer than I was pre-pandemic, which is kind of weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, like in those days, I mean, it would just be like, oh, wake up. Well, we got nothing going on today. I think right. I'll go to Hollywood Studios, you know, yeah. and and you do have to think about it a little more. So I've I've definitely changed to the to the point where most of the time I try to at least think a day or two ahead so that I can plan it out. Yeah. And, but sense. one thing that one thing that's nice is I don't typically rope drop. Um <laughs> And so when I do make a park pass, if I really want to go to Magic Kingdom one day, but it's booked, well, I can I can go to Epcot and then after two I can hop to Magic Kingdom. Right. Yeah. Not a big right. deal. Yeah, yeah, if you're going later in the day. Yeah. Um so 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 it, it's not a huge um hint. I mean it's it's inconvenient. It is inconvenient. Um but most of the time I would say I, I'm going to say 90% of the time now I can get a pass day of for the park that I want to go to. Nice. Awesome. So it's so it's not that bad. Nice. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's surprisingly we've really never had an issue. Um, now again, we do plan a little bit more ahead of time, but yeah. it, it is weird to wake, you know, uh, in the past with fast pass, you knew what park you were going to on what day. Yeah. But you could still, plan around it it just it is weird to to just not be able to go unplanned yeah which we used to do and i know again we're not normal we're not the mm-hmm. normal park goer i feel like and i feel like we're not even the normal annual pass holders you know um because we're not uh, technically local local but i feel like we go more often than possibly more pass holders that aren't within an oh. hour that's if probably that true. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we, we're, we've been there in August. We have been there uh, three weekends in September. We're going to be there two or three weekends. Like, so we go very often <laughs> by being two hours away. And I don't know if that's typical. And, and I don't think we're the normal annual pass holder spenders. You know, mm-hmm. we 90% of the time we stay on Disney property. Yeah. Um, 90% of the time, this one over here buys a lot of merchandise. Like, and I don't think that's the normal, normal pass holder. That's a local. Look, I'm going to tell you a little something about annual pass holders. And and this is something, can, can we please pass this along to Mr. Chapik? Um, as a, as an annual pass holder myself, 
I can tell you we spend money in the parks a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sure, because I don't, I'm not buying a, a daily ticket. So that's not even in my mind. It basically, this isn't true, but basically when I go to the parks, I feel like, Hey, I got in for free. I'm buying right. food. I'm buying, yeah. Drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm spending money. I, I think I probably spend more money than someone on a day ticket who spent 150 bucks to be in the magic kingdom that day. And they pack a Turkey sandwich. Exactly. Because they already spent that much money. You know, the, yeah, they already spent a thousand dollars for a family of four or five for the ticket that day. That's a, that's a great point actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm so excited to be a pass holder. I love it. You know, I it's very interesting too to compare it to being a Universal's, you know, Orlando pass holder. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do do you all have SeaWorld passes or no? No, we're we're thinking about looking at them in 2023. So I added that this year. Ooh, Ooh. thoughts. Um. Since I purchased and I, I did it, I think in May, I've been to SeaWorld three times. Okay. I will say it definitely is, for me, it's third in the pecking order, right? Because I'm either going to go to Disney or Universal if I can. But, I, but, I, but it is in my mind like, but I've got the SeaWorld pass. And I, will, I do feel like they do more for their annual pass holders to try to draw you in, which is nice. Right. I appreciate that. It just it, it it isn't it isn't top of mind, um, and and that may be more on me than it is SeaWorld because it it took me a little time to adapt to being a Universal pass holder as well. Yeah, but but Universal, I could say a lot of good things about Universal at this point, and I could say like, oh, if I want just the experience of the ease of getting in the park and just like having a casual day, Universal yeah. is top of the list right now. Yep, it's yep. so. It's so easy to show up on a whim, do a couple of things, and get out. Yeah. Yep. And you can't do that with Disney. No. Nope. So, so it is much easier uh, from that perspective. But yeah, I've, I've got to change. I got to change my thinking a little bit uh, on on the Sea World thing and experience it a little bit more. Um, I've experienced all the bars. And- yeah. How are those? Because I've also heard that their their pricing is is pretty well, crazy and top. Like more than Universal and Disney as far as bars and lounges. Well, I would say it's comparable, but here's the thing. SeaWorld actually gives you a discount on alcohol for a, if you're a pass holder. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. And you don't get that at Universal or Disney. No, you do not. Mm, yeah. Nope. So, I mean, that's pretty nice. Plus, during this festival they're, they've got going on right now, um, you, you get a, a free beer. Um, okay every day in the park if you're a pass holder um yeah i don't know i the, like i said i i think they they try to do more and plus the the passes the annual passes are so cheap that i ended up getting the top tier where i could go to bush gardens if i wanted to i haven't yet i should because i can um i gotta go over there and ride iron guaza oh my gosh yeah, yeah. quasi i don't know yeah right quasi i don't even know how you say it yeah. but <laughs> I should at least go for one day and do that since I can. Um, but yeah. what I think, yeah, I think for us, our, our biggest thing with SeaWorld and deciding that is that, you know, cause you could, I feel like dedicate 
you know, you're not that far away. You could go, all right, you know, I'm going to dedicate a day where I just go to SeaWorld. Yeah. Like we probably wouldn't do a four hour round trip just for SeaWorld. Yeah. So it then means that we have to go for a weekend and take away from Universal or Disney time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do it. That, and yeah, then, that makes sense. And again, that comes down to our whole conversation about content. Yeah. Is that worth the content? Because people are starting to get priced out of Disney. Yeah. And even though they don't want to admit it, they're getting priced out of universe. Universal is not cheap compared to Disney. Everybody thinks it is. It's not. Um, I, I still think the comparison overall is still slightly apples to apples when you look at things. Okay. Especially when you look at adding like Express Pass. Oh, for sure. With the Legacy Hotel. Like, yeah. you know, we're we're looking at now. I still think this is a wonderful, wonderful deal. Um, we're looking at Cabana Bay and the family suite for the night of September 9th, uh, for your 40th and Halloween Horror Nights. It's gonna be about 233. Yeah. That is a wonderful, wonderful deal. Yeah. But there are still a lot of nights that Universal is getting insane. Their ticket prices, um, I still think are, are up there, especially if you had Express Pass. Um, you know, you look at things like the add-ons of Halloween Horror Nights. They're definitely cheaper than Mickey's Not So Scary. They're not that far <laughs> off. Well, I mean, if you go how much, early, how much is a Halloween Horror Nights ticket? Actually, it's like seventy-five. Uh, oh, it's it's, it's in that neighborhood. Okay, I take yeah. back everything I said. I'm sorry. We because we have ours included with the Premier Pass. I had no idea they were that cheap. Yeah, I mean, if okay. you if you're if you go early, like the September tickets, I think are like seventy five. Of course, they go up the closer you get to Halloween. But oh wow, um, yeah, definitely but, take everything back. I said because we paid we paid one fifty a night for opening night of uh, Mickey's. Yeah, Nuts I know. But, but with that <laughs> being said, if you like, for example, like Kaylin wants to go through all the houses. Yeah, the express right. pass. Then you have to you get have the express. get her yeah. express pass. Yeah. If not, she's maybe seeing a handful, if that. Right. So. She wants to see him, so I will buy her that express yeah. bus. I but those cost as much as the ticket. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think last year, Justin, we paid one hundred and fifty for one. Yeah, I think so. Hundred, hundred and fifty, something like that. Yeah. Which again, I am. See, we're all getting in free mm-hmm. because of our um, premiere pass, but yeah. air quote free. Okay, right. But <laughs> I like. She wants this. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm yeah. good. Let me just buy it for you. But I'll I, yeah. I'll compare. I mean, you know, we we got the Incredit Pass for Disney. Mm-hmm. Give us one party night included. That Universal nice. is definitely way up there as far as that goes. So I mean, yeah, and they could even do it like you know the first you know you only get to pick weeks. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I, you can. It's either it's either not so scary or very merry, and it has to yep. be in the first couple of weeks of the party, and you pick. You know, hundred percent would love it. I mean, we're here. No, you know, we paid the extra for the water park, which we never had to do. It was all included yeah. in our premium plus pass. Yeah. You know, we paid the extra for the photo pass. Um, yep, I did that too. It's. I mean, it's it's rough there. Now, the only thing I will say, and I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, is that we hear everyone go, um, man universal's annual passes are so cheap they're half the cost of disney uh, and my response is always you have half the parks do you right. agree or i do because yeah i i definitely do because i mean even even if you include volcano bay all right fine well but disney's got two water parks right so right. it's still twice the amount of parks um and and i think 
I mean, I would be shocked when Epic Universe opens oh. if if the Universal tickets don't go up forty percent, at least, Easy. at least, yeah. Yep. Agree completely. So uh, that's going to be interesting. We'll be, but but at the same time, at least it'll be open before Tron. So that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. I feel like that's an advantage on the universal side because, yeah, I mean, at least they're testing with humans now. That's going to go on for <laughs> two or three years. I feel like it's, it's funny, but I, you know, one of the things I thought about when I decided to become a universal pass holder is like, oh, Maybe I'll get a little bit of a discount whenever they the ticket prices go up when Epic Universe opens. Yeah, um, because I I really do expect there to be a pretty big jump, but I expect Epic Universe to be well epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I, yeah. I think it, it it'll be interesting. Will Epic Universe force Disney to do what they did by creating Galaxy's Edge after Universal created? wizarding world you know what i mean like i feel like that was a response was it was is the same thing gonna happen i don't i honestly don't know that we ever get a fifth gate i don't think so either i'm i'm with you i I don't think it's gonna happen yeah expand on and and that's the thing as consumers everybody wants a fifth gate but that's an awful awful thing for us because they put a fifth gate in they can increase those ticket prices and annual passes prices so much more then throwing in Tron, throwing in Cosmic Rewind, throwing in Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land, like a fifth park, they can jump that price to just unbelievable areas. They have and enough so land. I don't want them to. Yeah, they've got they plenty. Of, they've got well, they got plenty of space to expand. I mean, yeah, just expand. I mean, do you think it would ever get to the point? Because because the Disney annual passes, of course, they're they're they're. You know, they keep going in the direction of everything is an a la carte option. Yeah. Do, do you think if they were to add a fifth gate, they would start to get to the point where it's like, well, with this pass, you get Animal Kingdom and wow, Hollywood yeah. Studios. But like if you want Magic Kingdom and Epcot, that's an additional charge. And if you want the new park up, oh, that's an additional charge. I could see it. I mean, look at look at Genie Plus. That is, you know, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, it's nickel and diming. I could see it all being a la carte. Like, this is what you have to do. I, I don't know. I just, it's it, it's tough. It, and going back to the creator and you know enjoying everything, um, I will say every time we go to Disney, it's still magical and we love it. Do I want to pay more for things? No, absolutely not. No, of course no, not. Nobody does, and I'm not gonna justify them i'm not going to say that like man i'm so excited to play pay for genie plus and lightning lane no i'm not but we i don't think we felt a a trip that it still wasn't incredible and magic of course and and again hate to spend more money nobody wants to do that but i you have to we personally if you tell me if you agree with me i don't think that we've personally felt that there's the magic is gone for us not at all have you have you felt that there's times that you're just like, oh man, this is, you know, I mean, G- Genie Plus. My biggest thing with that is that, of course, it costs more. Let's put that aside. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue with it is that it is impossible to understand. <laughs> if you listen to podcasts, if you you study online, if you research and you know how to use it effectively, it's really really good. Unfortunately, and I hate saying it. But it works if you know how to use it. The problem is nobody knows how to use it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I do have to say, I, I feel like, and, and this is just one man's observation and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to compare that, that to one man's dream. One man's <laughs> observation is your next podcast. I love that. I feel like Disney is trying to create a luxury theme park resort yeah. experience. It is hard for me to look at that and say, this is what was intended from the beginning. Because Agreed. I just don't think that's true. Agree. And I know, I mean, based on what we've heard the current CEOs say, and I, I get it. It's a business. They're in this to make money. I get all this. One of the ways they're looking to control crowds so that people have a better experience and it's not quite as crowded is to increase prices. Yeah. But it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked, but that means they're going to keep jacking it up. I know. And, and that concerns me. I agree. Yeah. I do agree with that. It's yeah. it's going to get to a point. Well, well, is it? Where is the point? Where's the point that people stop paying? I mean, again, you're, <laughs> you're on social media all the time. You see yeah. everybody complaining, but everybody's still going. Everybody still goes. Back, you know, so yeah, what is that? Um, What's the breaking point? Well, I, I just, I think that we're maybe going to be exploring those boundaries over the next few years because... I mean, right now we've been in an interesting time, right? Because we've had pent up demand, pent yeah. up travel demand, pent up park demand. So Disney could have basically named their price over the last year and, yeah. and people would have paid it. Now, yeah. will that sustain? I don't know. I don't know. And and so it'll be sort of interesting to see how things go. I, I will tell you, if they ever go back to building cabanas in Tomorrowland and charging people for that, and like that, that sort of thing will push me away from the park. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's the part that gets like super hard to look at. Um, and I, you know, I, what are your, what are your thoughts on JPEG versus DMRO? Because I know, like, again, it's so hard because everybody wants to put JPEG as the villain. Yeah, because he is a villain. He, I, I think, literally, he came in and was like, "Look, I'll be the villain. I'll be the yeah. scapegoat. I will make all the hard decisions you want. Let's let Diamaro be the 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 front facing. Everybody loves him, but he's making just as many decisions. As much as I love Diamaro, sure, yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's the face. I know he's the PR. He he. Okay, well. I agree. I agree 100%. Demaro De, De is is just as involved in in making the day to day like business operation. I mean, he's the he's the parks guy, right? Yeah. Chapik's the CEO, but Demaro's the parks guy. Um, I've not met Bob Chapik, so I can't speak to how he is and how he interacts with guests. I've met Josh Demaro, yeah, and I can tell you that guy it's hard to look in his eye and feel like he doesn't get it. <laughs> no, I know. Yes. And, and that's the problem because I feel like Chapik feels so disconnected and yeah. he, and he really feels like the guy who, I mean, yes, he got put in, you know, he got promoted in the worst possible conditions um, for, for, for anyone to be promoted to the head of any company. But I mean, look at all the things that, that changed almost immediately under his watch 
ultimately the buck stops with the CEO. That's all yeah, I'm saying. For sure. No, you totally. Know? So yeah, and and well, and 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 I think so many of these changes, these were all on the books before COVID. That's the crazy part. I, you know, yeah. I think a lot of the paid fast pass, you know, magical express going away, budget cut, this and that, and all of a sudden it was like park reservations. COVID came. And I feel, and I could be completely wrong. Again, you got your villain coming in. You got JPEG coming in. I mean, he looks like Lex Luthor. Come on. <laughs> he came in and was like, let me pull the trigger on these ideas we've had for a while and use COVID as an excuse. Um, I mean, even reservations. It, it's yeah. a genius. I hate to say it. Well, from I, an operation standpoint, it is. brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, that's the big thing is is a lot of the decisions we see benefit the company and benefit the operation, but they do not improve the guest experience. Not at all. And, and that's, that's where that's where the problem. misalignment is. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. It, you're one hundred percent right. Is that and that's what everybody's saying. There, you know, I feel like pre-COVID, people truly saw Disney as a destination, a family vacation, and post-COVID, they're seeing it as a business opportunity. And that's yeah. where the PR has failed. And I think that's where Chapik has failed. I think DMRO tries because same thing. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to meet him once or twice and he was as genuine as could be. I mean, we, we went to opening day and not trying to be first, but <laughs> we went to mini, mini and uh, Mickey's runaway railway. Yeah. And I remember stepping off of that ride that morning and he was there to the left. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, that's Josh DMR. And walked up to him and he literally was just like, what did you think of the ride? How did it make you feel? You know, yeah. and you just felt like, wow, this dude cares. Yeah. Again, in the back of his mind, he could be thinking, are these answers going to help me charge this guy more money in the future? Right. <laughs> but you don't feel that. Right. Whereas I feel like that's what JPEG puts out is that, how do I make more money? Yeah. And uh, that's, I think, where the, the disconnect is. But I think it really is all in the packaging and delivery. Demaro, yeah. Demaro has that connection. He can, he can connect with people. He has that charisma. Chapik doesn't have it. Yeah, but you know what? I will tell you this: you all have it. You've got the charisma. You, you you've got so. the connection with people, and that's why people keep coming to to your show. and And we we could we could talk for hours and hours, but you know mm -hmm. what? That's not what this show is going to be about. We're we're going to have to do a part two, a part three yes. to be continued. Um, but uh, yeah, this is. It's all very interesting. It's all very interesting, thought-provoking, and and I really appreciate you bringing that to the table. But but for now, we're going to wrap up for today's episode. So, folks, if you enjoyed listening to Jeremy and Rhonda, I'm sure you already know where to find them. But if you don't, will will you please let people know where they can find Main Street Magic and your content? Of course, you can go to uh, mainstmagic.com, uh, mainstmagic on most all of the major social channels. And yeah, yeah, follow us on those different areas. And uh, we have a Main Street Magic community on Facebook uh, that we love to get involved with. So you can find us all there. Fantastic. Jeremy, Rhonda, it's been a pleasure. You all Thanks. have a good night. Thanks. Let's Huge talk good. again soon. Will you promise me you'll come back soon? Yes. Well, no, first, before that, you're going to come on Main Street Magic. So we're going to go ahead and do one of those, and uh, we'll do that in the very near future. All right. Twist my arm. I'll maybe maybe that's the uh, Halloween Horror Nights review episode, because we have Justin on for that one. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, I would love it. Please. Do it. All right. All so. right. 
You heard it here. It's on the podcast. That means it's going to happen. We will see you all in the fog. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. You know, here we are. It is now October the 7th. I don't think that I've done a review episode of Halloween Horror Nights with Jeremy and Rhonda yet. I, what is going on there? <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, we only recorded this probably seven or eight weeks ago, and I am sure that it slipped the minds of all of us. <laughs> I mean, it certainly slipped my mind until I was editing today, so there you go. But now it's out there. Maybe you'll get back to them and we do some sort of a recap episode at some point. I'm sure they've talked about it ad nauseum on their podcast. But I could keep talking about Halloween Horror Nights and how good it is, how much fun it is. I'm hopefully going to be going back this weekend. We shall see. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. You know what? If you want to stay in contact with me throughout the week, you can do that. You can do it on Twitter, at ThePHLPod. You can email me, PassHolderLoungePod at (laughs) gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram now, the PassHolderLoungePodcast. All one word. Look me up, connect, chat, rate and review the show on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, wherever. Subscribe, tell your friends. We got to get more... Monorail fam members, passholder loungers in this thing so we can keep this behemoth rolling and growing and just eating up the podcasting world as we're doing. But until we take over everything and just declare victory, we're going to keep doing this show every week on Friday and I hope that you'll come back again next week. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm raising my glass to you, friends. Enjoy yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time right here in the Passholder Lounge. Bye bye! Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.